Greetings. Welcome to Karen Hope's 15 Minutes of Solid Inspiration, episode 106. Giving all honor and glory to God from whom all our help comes from in the last episode. We talked about, which I won't talk about too much. We're going to jump right on into this episode today. But we did talk about how God is our limitless and infinite possibility. Like, you know, like when we can imagine what God says about us, like there's already a picture painted like in our head. And all we need to do is get to a point where we can see everything. And also in detail, like be the creator or be the co-creator or be, you know, or manifest those things we want on that picture. No, we might want to paint a house on the hill. We might want to paint, you know, the perfect job. We may be painting um, our, our perfect career or what we want to do. We may be painting our hobby on there, you know, rest and relaxation, whatever, vacation, whatever. All those things, we can paint that on there. We can add those details. We can. Now, here is the reason why we can do that. We have a good God. He gives us choices. He um, He has a divine and wonderful plan for our life. And we have these things because we are a word spoken out of the mouth of God. Just like all the wonderful things and mysterious things and glorious things and mind-blowing things that are in the entire universe... The entire universe, y'all. Galaxies after galaxies and beyond that, where where darkness stops and light begins forever. We are made from that. A word spoken from God's mouth. We are made from the stuff stars are made out of. But we still tend to imagine small. Isn't that crazy? I mean, I'm really talking to myself right now, but like, well, I should say talking to myself as well. Yeah. Yeah. I'm coming because I'm coming to realize after like being left here by myself, like alone in my space, talking about space, alone in my space here in my apartment here in Corpus Christi, Texas, with nothing to do other than to raise my children, get my eyesight back. You know, I've been working on recovering from losing my eyesight and everything's back normal. Eyes are still the same eyes I was born with, you know, and got myself some new glasses and everything is all good. But I was, as I was here healing um, with no one else but my children and God's word, Um, after I would finish studying, um, by spoken word for a long time, but now I'm reading when now, when I close his word, um, I imagine that we are this blank canvas, you know, that masterpiece. I imagine it. I imagine that I can, and we can, um, put all the things on that, on that painting that we see and paint it in detail. And it is that canvas that is us is an open sky of infinite possibilities. 
It really is. And believe me, please believe me when I say, I know what how it is like to be living with a very small imagination. It made me feel small. Made me feel small in a world that uh, is way too busy and much too impersonal. And 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 then again, that that affects our imagination as well. Like, how can we imagine? life when everyone's too busy can't even sit down and have a conversation to learn anything about anyone to imagine anything the only thing we can imagine is being by ourselves in our apartment because everyone is just so impersonal you know and seemingly self-absorbed that's for sure um but it's usually because it may not even being so it may not even be an issue of someone being self-absorbed. It can be at times just someone's feeling so lost and feeling unclear about the direction, our direction. Like, and we lose sight of our of our place as part of God's imagination. Now, I say that for lack of a better word or a, the only way that I can explain it because we cannot put human qualities to God. We can't say he has imagination. I mean, it's his plan. It's his, you know, design. It's those things. Whatever word that we could put to it, whatever word our soul can muster up to be as close as we can be to saying God's imagination without not really having a word, we are part of that. We are part of that. And we lose sight of our place as that being part of God's imagination. Now, you know, that gives me chills, y'all, for real. Because I'm going to tell you. Look, I'm going to tell you why that gives me chills. So if you go to go get a DNA test, and we're not going to think Mari right now. It's not about who's the daddy. It's not like that kind of DNA. And it's not a Dana. Remember how my dear Uncle Joe said, you better go get a Dana. (laughs) No, that's not it. That's negative talking right now. That's negative thinking. It's kind of funny though, but um, it's funny if you're looking at it in a, you know, in a comical way, but if it's, it's, sometimes it's not very funny at all. That paternity test stuff is, I've never had that issue, but I've seen some ugly stuff happen. But this is what I'm driving at. Going to get a DNA test. If we want to find out who we are, what do they do? They swab the mouth. They have to get a little sample of saliva there, don't they? Going back to what I said, we are a word spoken from God's mouth. That tells us who we are. Jeez. You feel that? It tells us who we are. So y'all, this is what I'm really driving at or two. Is it at or to? I guess I'm, this is what I'm driving at. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say this quickly. Like my mother would be cringing right now about those pesky prepositions. Like when we were growing up, we'd say like things like, hey, where's the mustard at? Or where's the remote at? And she would yell like with this, like this, oh, she would be so upset. It's behind the preposition. <laughs> oh, my mama. I love her anyway. 
I just want to remind us, remind us who we are. We are a word spoken from God's mouth. I'm, I'm reminding myself too. And to not believe that, not to see that, it's only being limited by our imagination, by our own imagination. It's a boundary we set for ourselves. Let me tell you something. If we could dream it, if we can imagine it, it's possible. That's what I mean. Dream big, imagine big, think big, and oh, add the details. Add the details because we have that power. We are created by the same things that stars are made of. A word spoken from God's mouth. I'm so serious. So that means that when it comes to what we want and what we what we think, it needs to be, we need to think about it as big as we can because that's the power that we have. As broadly as we can and with as much detail as we can. When we think about our future, we should do that. What do we want it to look like? What do we want it to look like? What do we want it to be? What do we want to achieve? We should imagine it in detail. Why? Because it keeps us from one. It one, it's our manifestation power. It's our co-creating power. That's what imagination is for. We don't have imagination for nothing. That's why we need to keep it healthy, good, balanced, fair, decent, and in order. It needs to be that way. We just have to think that way for those results. And this is why, (laughs) because there are undoubtedly false beliefs. So we need to believe these things, but there are undoubtedly false beliefs that are, that they're called insecurities. We call them insecurities. That's what they are. And they're often old ones, right? They don't serve us as we grow. And then we, you know, and, and, and we change. They don't serve us as we change. They stick there and they weigh us down. They don't serve us. Like I was thinking I couldn't be on camera for anything, for whatever reason. It took, it took 50 years or, you know, how 20 something years. Cause going back to college when I was doing my media classes, it took that long for me to realize that it's okay to be on camera. And I don't even like the way I don't even like it, but still it's okay. It's okay. There was a false belief about myself that did not serve my purpose as I was growing and it held me back. Like here's the kicker. Um, This is why we need to look inside and believe what God says about us. Sometimes those beliefs may not even be ours. That's the tragic thing. They may have been imparted, imparted to us by our parents or people in our lives that have like a major influence over us, an effective influence. And we feel obligated. We feel obligated, but we're told it's respect. We're told that's called respect. I don't like that anymore. Look, let me tell you about that respect. Now I'm going to go to our elders and, and I'm going to use this as an example and don't take it to the church. Cause that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about people that are older than us and the people that are supposed to lead us. We're supposed to go to and talk to and get wisdom from now. 
There are elders going around killing people's spirits because they just have the privilege of being old and of being an, an, an elder. They live long enough to get respect. You know what? But um, what they do is they'll go around killing people's spirits. They will talk condescendingly. They will say what they want. They'll call you out of your name. And I'm not, I'm talking about senility out of the picture. Now, sometimes they get senile and they can't help what they say, but there are some awful, mean, honorary, old folks walking around here and they're only that way because they're old and they want to be and we're not supposed to we're supposed to respect that you're killing people's spirits now there are some people that will just flat out cuss that old person out I'm scared of that too because we do have instructions leave them old folks alone but what we do is we just stay out of their company we stay out of their energy those are not the people we gain, go gain wisdom from. It's just stay away from them. Because we will be told to respect someone who is being ugly just because of their position. Uh, and I just want to be fair and say that. And we need to stay away from that because it kind of shrinks our imagination down. It limits us to... Um, it limits us because we start to feel what they tell us. We're told to respect that. And no way. It takes our imagination to where theirs is and it's negative and it's low vibing and it doesn't matter who they are. We're not supposed to be in that place. We're not supposed to be in a negative place with limited and limited and restriction, restricted imaginations. And, you know, being pompous. It's the last thing you want to do when you're old. We need to endeavor with all of our heart and soul to live the life we want and the life um, that we see in our imagination as a gift from God. See, if we see it that way, we treat it good. We treat the people in our and our lives okay, and as well as we can. We we treat ourselves with all the respect we can. When we can think that way, that old person that's being pompous and ugly and killing people's spirits, we don't have to be affected by them. We can just pray for them and, and keep it moving. Your imagination may tell you that you may need to go spend more time with them. Your imagination might be telling you they are really hurt and just needing some company. And they're scared because they're getting old. You know, your imagination can take you there if you stay anchored in God and know we are a word spoken from his mouth. Honor that and know that our life is a gift. It's not a privilege. It's a gift. And a good, healthy, balanced imagination that's decent and in order, that is big and broad, but thought out in detail allows us to think way bigger than any pompous thought of privilege, elder, anybody. There are people that are not an elder that think that way. You know, infinite possibilities are ours. When we know, when we can imagine and understand and believe we are a word spoken from God's mouth. 
And that way, when we think that way, the righteousness falls off and the superiority complex falls away and thinking that we're better than the next person goes away. And all those things, we understand that everybody is that. And everybody's just trying to work their way to believing that. And if you believe it, you better act that way. And being pompous and thinking you're better than someone and being a bully is not the way to do it. Imagination doesn't work there. It doesn't work there. It's bullying. It's limited. There's boundaries. I really do believe that we are only limited by our own self-inflicted boundaries. And that's why people are bullies. Yeah, they are people that can't imagine themselves being anything else or they would be something else. Period. Limited thinking, being insecure by not imagining and dreaming way big, way big, leads us to um, feel that. It leads us to feel that we need to be humble. We need to be humble, right? And let me let, let me tell you this. There, there are people, well, we're not going to go there. We'll just save that for tomorrow's episode. I was about to just go to another um, thing, but no, 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 no. I'm going to talk about that tomorrow because, you know, we are, I'm looking at the time today, y'all. And I don't want to go too far. I just um off off the the mark today and we'll just go ahead and start talking about it again tomorrow. But um just just getting back to getting back to this. We should stop this one thing immediately. We should stop this. Um stop holding ourselves back by convincing ourselves that we're not good enough because someone said it. You know, um, we need to leave that alone. If our imagination tells us that we're good enough, we are. Keep imagining big. Keep imagining big and see yourself in detail. What you want to be in detail, okay? We can no longer hold on to beliefs that abundance is for only other people. You know, and it's somehow linked with worthiness. You know, and that we missed the boat, that we missed the boat, or we missed the bus, you know, based on someone else's description of worthy. Really? We are all A L L, a word spoken from God's mouth. Okay? We are like the particles of stardust that's infinite in its energy. You know, we are, we have infinite possibilities in God. But the trick is we must feel good about ourselves, imagine ourselves as that and feel good about it, you know? And as long as our dreams and our imagination and everything is, it it, tend, it ends up being for God's glory, meaning that we can thank him for it all, get to a space and a place in our head and our heart that we can thank him for it all, no matter what. That's what God's glory, that's what I mean by that. We have the power to to co-create and manifest good things in our lives. So we must stop focusing on what's material 
Now it's part of it. It's part of the details that we ask God for. Yes, indeed. You better say what you want. You better tell him what color you want that car. You better tell him what color you want the marble floors to be. I want some blue ones. Tell him, but concentrate more on God creating us as a word spoken from his mouth. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Imagine that in detail and understand that all the way, understand that all the way, then imagine again, continue to imagine what you want in detail. Think big y'all, dream big, imagine grand with little bitty details, you know, down to the finest details y'all, because that dream, what you imagine is for you.